Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Coaches Show for this week, 733 uh, in Edmonton, uh, 16-12 over the Ottawa Red Blacks Friday night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. The Eskimos improved to 5-3, and three, tied with Calgary and Saskatchewan now for second place in the Canadian Football League's Western Division. Uh, good evening to uh, head coach Jason Moss. How are you, Jason? Doing great. Thanks, Molly. Uh, I just talked about the standings. I know uh, you, you do your best not to look at them, or at least you say you don't look at them too much. But, uh, man, it's really shaping up to be a great second half in the Canadian Football League, especially in the West. Yep, such as the West. It's been yeah. that way uh, for quite a while now. So, you know, you got to win every week in the West uh, in order to keep pace. And ultimately, at the end of the year, you let it sort out. But, you know, our job every week is to, to stay focused and, and win. And,. You know, if you do that, you'll be in a good spot. You just don't know which one. Yeah, you well, you're already in a spot where if you look after your own business, you're going to be fine, right, at the end of the year. So. Yeah, that's the idea. So, you know, everybody we need to beat is ahead of us right now, or we get to play them again and play multiple times. So, you know, ultimately, that's why you say stay focused on one at a time. Uh, let me ask you about that before we get into the game a little bit. I I know the it's it, and I I'm, I marvel at how you've been able to get the guys to have that kind of focus on being one and zero this week and, and just worrying about this week's game. Do you ever peek at the schedule and and look at what's ahead coming up after Toronto? I mean, you got you got Winnipeg, Calgary, Calgary, Hamilton, like all the other best teams in the Canadian Football League. A real important stretch or a, a stretch I guess where you can can kind of get a measuring stick about where you are yeah we talked about it four weeks ago when we started this stretch in August uh, you know that we're going to play our, our toughest stretch of football is coming up and that was four weeks ago so you know we're in the midst of that right now where we've got I think it's six games in five weeks or whatever it ends up being and uh, that's why we've limited our practice time we've done different things for our players so that uh, they're rested and ready and recovered every week um, but we've talked about the the, the meat and potatoes of our, of our schedules happening right now and it's not about looking ahead it's just understanding that that's what's happening and we got to be focused each day and you can only win one at a time so that's why the focus is what it is and we understand if we take care of business each and every day that we give ourselves the best opportunity to win these games and that's ultimately what it's about let's go to Friday night uh, the win over the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, man your defense is good they're, they're just a fun group to watch right now uh, the, your offense put up 16 points on most nights maybe you'd have issues with that but on this night that's enough to win which is uh, which I guess gives credit to your defense yeah no question I mean it's been a long time since we put up only 16 points and won a game I mean that doesn't happen very often so um, you know to be able to do that hats off to our defense they played extremely well you know, the first half probably wasn't uh, what they wanted it to be, but they still played the type of football that, you know, it makes you feel like they we're going to have success. They're hustling around. They're flying around. The other teams are going to make plays, but it's really about how you react to those plays being made and ultimately the adjustments you can make. And then really it comes down to when the game's on the line, can your defense do what ours did? And that's why I'm so proud of our guys because it's not too often that you get a team on the 11-yard line with three cracks at it and you don't take a penalty. 
you you know stop them three straight times they don't get a yard that's very difficult to do and so I, my hats are off to them all of them because that was a, a team effort uh on the defensive side to to get that stop and and to to um to have let us come out with the victory and three different guys make plays on three different plays orange hunter and johnson all get up to, to make a play defensively yeah, and they were all i mean they were all pbus they weren't uh overthrows they weren't in they were right on the money that the, the defense made better plays so you know a lot of times you say a, a great throw beats great coverage but sometimes it's great coverage beats great throws and you know at the end of the day that's what our guys did and again it's just having that confidence to play that way you know you have an athletic quarterback back there too that if our guys got you know out of their gaps or didn't you know control him in yeah. there and make him sit in the pocket you know there could be damage done too and the way we were playing that defense you know that that it had it took everyone to do their jobs in order for that to, to happen so but it also has to have you have to have confidence to make those plays yeah. and that's what our guys are playing with right now as a, as a unit couple of uh, plays I just want to mention to you and just get your thoughts on them. Uh, the, the interception by Arjun Cola, I thought, uh, kind of set the tempo early for the defense. Yeah, I mean, one of those things where they're driving, um, you know, we give up a few first downs on that first drive, and then all of a sudden he breaks contain, and it's one-on-one with Arjun and, and, and the receiver, and he breaks in front of him and, and catches it. Uh, that was tremendous, tremendous start to the game for us. We went down and scored our only touchdown of the game, or the t- one, the first touchdown of the game, I should say, on that, I believe. Um, so that was huge. It was a huge momentum swing in the game, and obviously started the game off the right on the right foot for us. You talked about the the stand at the end of the game and stopping them three times from the eleven earlier in the game. Uh, they were inside the five. Kwaku Botang with a huge play to force them for a, a field goal, and then you stopped them inside the ten as well. Uh, settled, uh, made them settle for yeah, a field goal. I mean, so that wasn't the, like they. Played good all night. No, long. they did. I mean, everyone, you know, I know people focused on our offense getting stopped on short yardage, but our defense stopped them on short yardage and stopped them on big plays as well. So it wasn't just their defense playing well that night, it was our defense playing well too. Um, so, you know, ultimately, you know, our defense is playing at an extremely high level. There's a reason I said what I said at the end of the game. I do believe that. Um, but it's because I watch them every day. I watch them, you know, each game. I get to see them, how they work, how they, the, the attention, the detail that the coaching staff puts in, the the amount of focus there is in the meetings with the players, and then watching them on practice, and they're all in it. And uh, the results are showing it. So I'm excited to, to have them playing at that level. Real uh, emotional game. Chippy, there's lots of activity going on after the whistle. What what do you chalk that up to? I mean, it's a win. You want to win. You want to defend your turf. And, you know, you know, wants to win, too. They're a good road team. They've beaten Calgary on the road. They've beaten Montreal on the road. Uh, they beat Sask at home. They've beaten the big teams in our league. So they're a good football team. And um, obviously it, it was a big, big opportunity for them. You know, so... You know, I, you don't you don't ever know what why people are uh, you know acting a certain way on the field here and there. You know, you get hit, you get you know frustrated. Any of those kind of things happen, but ultimately, you know, football is is that way. It's a game of emotion. It's a game of discipline. It's a game of physicality. I mean, it's a violent football. It's a vi- violent. I mean, it's 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 the most violent game there is, and uh, you know, it's played by a lot of men that uh, have ton of testosterone so you know you just got to deal with it and our guys I thought did a great job of dealing with that all night uh the uh the offense you kind of touched on the third and short situation now where where are you at in your mind with what's going on with your third and shorts uh you're you're obviously it's been an issue I mean going back to the preseason games I know different personnel and yeah, I mean, back then, but it's something that's been with you all year yeah I mean again if we could if we could fix it with a <laughs> with a fix of a button we'd do it but we had quite a few changes going into this game 
on our short yardage packages due to personnel, due to guys getting injured, and new guys were stepping in and playing different positions for us. That's never an excuse, but that's reality. I mean, at the end of the day, guys aren't used to doing the certain things we're asking them, and we had to figure that out and uh, obviously correct it in film the next day, and I feel like guys are going to be better because of the reps they got, whether they're positive or negative. Uh, I think you learn from more from the negatives than you do from the positive. Sometimes you sweep things under the rug when, mm-hmm. when it's a positive uh, play you know we correct we coach details we do all those things and our details just weren't being had the rest of the game we were very detail oriented our offense moved the ball extremely well you know we hit our marks on a lot of things we played some really really good football probably our most efficient game of the year offensively yet the score doesn't show that because of how poor our short yardage was so you know we we're looking at a couple of different options uh for short yardage but ultimately it still comes down to details and guys doing their jobs um you know obviously us coming up with the plays as coaches being able to coach it teach it but ultimately it's them executing it as well and uh we we coached it they i think they've got better because of the coaching and because of the results um you know and and, and we'll be better for it is that a tough play to work on in practice because it, you can't simulate that kind of that kind of energy and that kind of contact in practice that you get in a third and short in a game situation? Is that is it tough to work on in practice? Yeah, I mean it's not the easiest play to work on. Period. I mean, uh, you know, you're not going to bang heads against the guys next to you. You're doing everything half speed, and you know, it's it's definitely one of those things that's different. But that, again, that's an excuse. We've we've been. You know, over 90% success rate over three and a half years we've been here, and this year 90%. We're the best in the league between second and one to three. I mean, there's it's very few teams are better than no teams better than us. I don't believe, and I'm not sure it's close. So it's just when you get stopped multiple times in a game. I give my hats off to to to, uh, to Ottawa though. They they are the best in the league at probably stopping them. I mean, they've mm-hmm. done a tremendous job. I think they've stopped three third and ones on sneaks before. So you know it's kind of the best versus the best. And we just came up with a short end of the stick. And even the one that we did, one of the ones that we did get, you know, Trevor has done a very good job for us in in the sneak game all year. And we fumbled. You know, and he got it, but he fumbled. Yeah, he yeah. got it, and then he fumbles it. I mean, that hasn't happened to us all year, and then all of a sudden that does. And you know, the one on the goal line, third and one. I mean, you know, we're a little late coming off the ball. We don't seal the edge properly, and and they stop us. And that hasn't happened. <laughs> Very, I can count on my hands how many, I mean, fingers how many times it's happened. I mean, it just doesn't really happen. So again, these are learning opportunities for us and understanding. And thankfully for us, it didn't cost us a game this this week. But ultimately these setbacks are going to be what helps us win games going forward. C.J. Gable uh, looked like the C.J. Gable the first couple of weeks of the season, uh, at least numbers-wise. I know he's been, he's played pretty well, but n- the numbers have kind of tailed off for various reasons the last few games. But, man, he was he was a monster. Yeah, no, he played extremely well. When we, when we do end up, you know, staying on the field long enough, I've always said that, you know, when our offense is the most efficient, it's when we're running a ton of plays and we're able to, to hand the ball off to C.J., uh, consecutive times or more than you know the the number he really needs because he's one of those backs that definitely needs the ball and needs to heat up but uh he he had a great week of practice and then it showed up in the game i think he was running with a purpose running hard very difficult to take down and then obviously getting the burst through the hole and scoring the first touch i think set the tone for him all night and you know obviously those are great yards for us you made a trade last week acquiring kick returner christian jones a pretty good first impression yeah, no, he's uh, tremendous. I, I, you know, uh, I, I think he's that that type of bat, uh, returner that just hits it north and south. 
um, gets everything out of every return because of it. Um, he's tough. I mean, he took one heck of a hit, you know, on the kick return and got right up like it was nothing. So, I mean, he's he, he's definitely a physical presence. He's very aggressive, uh, attacks the ball and attacks the hole. So, you know, obviously those yards were, you know, some really good blocking in front of him, but ultimately he, he definitely hit it and, and made those yards happen. On the flip side, you had pretty good coverage on probably the hottest return in the league in Devontae Dedman, who ended up leaving the game injured uh, late. But when he was in, you guys controlled yeah, no, him. You I, didn't stop him. You know, it's hard to do, but you controlled him pretty well. No, I, w- I would say, you know, he had a couple returns, but the, for the most part, he was corralled. He was stopped. I mean, uh, and we had a lot of uh, new faces. You know, we had Hutter on for the first time, Bartlett on for the first time. You know, Sender's in his second game. Bazzi was in his second game playing special teams for us. Um, you know, we had some guys stepping up and playing. Bo, you had a, a much better game playing. So, you know, our, our special team. And you had Sean White kicking all, and doing all three for us in this game for the first time. So, you know, you had some really tremendous efforts on our special teams, um, guys doing their jobs, and, and it, it was noticeable. So, you know, I was thankful to see that because we did have a lot of injuries last week. I mean, we had nine changes to our roster, ten changes to our roster overall. Not all of them were, you know, because the starter was coming back. There was multiple injuries and multiple things. So anytime you can make 10 changes and win in this league, that's a good thing. What's your take on returns this year? Why there's been so many for touchdowns? The heck if I know. I mean, honestly, I mean, we have great athletes in this league. We have a lot, a really large field. Um, you know, you get good athletes everywhere um, that can block. And then obviously the returners are just out of this world. So... Um, you know, it's a bad combination uh, if you're if you want to cover cover kicks. So, you know, beyond that, I don't know. I mean, it, it's something to definitely, you know, probably look at later after the season's done. Um, but ultimately, guys are making things happen. There's schemes that are being taught, and obviously, just uh, good play all around. All right, this is the Eskimos Coaches Show here on 6:30. Chad with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. It's brought to you by Jiffy Lube. We'll take a break and be back with more. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Hey, welcome back to the show. Eskimos getting set for their game on Friday in Toronto against the Argonauts. It's a 5.30 start. We'll have it for you beginning with the countdown to kickoff at 4 o'clock with myself and Dave Campbell. Uh, Blake Dermott will join us on the phone from home in Edmonton. Uh, you made some moves today, uh, Coach. Uh, first and foremost, Tanner Green goes to the six-game injured list. Um, what's your situation at fullback now? You've already lost Calvin McCarty. Now you've lost Tanner Green. How is your plan going forward? Yeah, I mean, uh, we got Tuck that's here, Senders here still, so we still got our, our fullbacks in in-house. Um, you know, we, we can always dress a monster O-lineman and things like that. So we've got guys that can do it. Um, you know, we've got other guys in mind as well that, you know, play on defense that could come over and help us if we need to. But, you know, ultimately, you know, we we have a we, – we had a blessing having, you know, Calvin and Tanner and having some depth that we had. And now we're just – you're, you're going to show our depth with uh, um, Tuck and Sender. So – Christoph Malumba Shamanga comes off the six-game injured list early. Nice to have him back uh, to add to your special teams group. No question. I mean, Christoph's one of our better special teams players. Um, you know, he made a huge impact the first game he was back, and it was just unfortunate he got hurt right away after that. But uh, you know, he's definitely one of those guys that we, 
you expect big things out of when he's playing on our special teams unit. So uh, that helps a, t- a tremendous amount. You mentioned Alex Bazzi earlier in the show and his work on special teams. It's been a tough year for Alex. He hasn't been able to get on the field a little bit. Uh, tell me how uh, how he's handled it and, and how you're dealing with it with him. Yeah, like a pro. I mean, he's uh, he's been great. I mean, we try to talk to him every week about his opportunity or, or not and, you know, keep him focused. But ultimately, it comes from within. I mean, you got to be that high-character guy, that great teammate that we talk about in order to handle a situation like this. And I think Alex has done a tremendous job. It's not easy. When you're an 18-game starter and you're used to having success that Alex has had in his career and you're having to watch a young guy in front of him and Nick Usher play at his level that he's playing at with the defense that's playing the way we are, as a, as a competitor, you have to believe if I was in there, I could do the same things. But ultimately, right now, he's not afforded that opportunity. So, you know, you got to continue to work and continue to grind in practice and in meetings just to be ready at a moment's notice. And now we're playing him at a different position just to get him on the field because we've had injuries to our linebacker position. So he's been playing linebacker for us. And then ultimately doing something that's out of his comfort zone probably and playing more special teams than he's had has done in a long time. So, you know, but he's more than capable of it. Ultimately, a guy like that that's going to just get better the more often he's in. Um, But he's done a tremendous job, you know, being there for us. And ultimately, we've been trying to be there for him too. But we realize it's not easy and, you know, applaud him for being the way he has been. Shows you a bit about his DNA when he's willing to first accept it and then come in and play linebacker and play on special teams, something he hasn't done before. Yeah, it's called the Eskimo way. I mean, the reason he's here in our locker room is because he, A, we wanted him here, but he also chose to be here because he could have, you know, not to say done the easy thing, but left. Uh, been disgruntled and not happy and all that, but he's accepted his role, um, accepted to be with us, and uh, ultimately there's a want by us too. So, you know, we know how deep we are with him here and know that no matter what happens, if, if he does get on the field for us, we're not going to skip a beat. Um, but right now it is his job is to be prepared, read, ready, and willing and able to do anything we ask of him. And, you know, and like I said, we're there for him too. Toronto Argonauts coming up on Friday in Toronto. Uh, going east is tough, isn't it? Uh, especially when you, you, it's a quick turnaround when you when you travel. You're there for like less than 24 hours almost, and uh, you have to do you have to do anything special getting ready to go out east or not? No, I mean we we're one of those teams that you know we get to we get to do our meetings later in the evening and uh, get in, fly in, you know, get some food, rest do some meetings late, you know, wake up the next day and do another quick meeting and then we play and we're back home. So it is a quick trip, but uh, it's all business. You know, at the same time, it's it's pleasure. I mean, you get to play a game for a living. You get to be around your guys, and um, ultimately, it's about bonding and, and, and being closer. So traveling at times does that for you. So, you know, we're ultimately, it's, it, it, you know, going on the road, it's, it's you against the team you're playing against, the city you're in, all that stuff. So there's always that that feeling, and, you know, ultimately, that's what bonds you, you together. The Argos will be well-rested. They're coming off their bye week. They won their first game of the year the week before that, beating the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Tell me about preparing for them and what challenges they will uh, give to you in this game. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're obviously uh, going to be coming in with confidence. You know, it seems like the last four teams we've played are coming off of wins, and they're big wins when we play them. So we're getting their best. They're healthy. 
um, all those things. So we're kind of old hat used to that. Um, you know, for them, you know, getting that big monkey off your back and winning your first game and doing it the way they did, I mean, that can be a galvanizing season-turning uh, win for you. Uh, probably unfortunate for them. They went on a bye right after that. But ultimately, uh, they are going to be well-rested. We have no clue the personnel they're going to be playing with because there were a lot of injuries their last game uh, and previous to that, and they've signed some guys and traded some guys. So personnel, we we have no clue <laughs> who we're going to go up against uh, exactly. Uh, we have an idea, just not the exact. Uh, but ultimately, the, the team we just got done playing you know i we have some familiarity with their their uh, skill set of the players that are going to play their schemes that they're going to run um we've gotten an opportunity it's a it's a week for us where we get to actually game plan the last time we played them it was 40 practice reps and not you know you're just going off the seat of your pants really um this week we've been actually able to game plan them and and do the things we think they're going to do so you know but Ultimately, you know, they've got a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, we didn't get to play Wilder. Uh, uh, so if he's healthy, that'll be a different different maker. They're, they're big and physical on their O-line. Their receiver, receiving core with, with SJ and Darrell, I mean, you're talking about two of the best in the league. Edwards, we didn't play last time. They've got some good Canadians with, with Levi Noel and, and Jimmy Ralph. So they've got some players and some skill. And obviously, Chapdelaine, I have a lot of respect for as a coordinator. And then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Chamberlain. I mean, he's he's been a, a high-level coordinator his whole time up here. So we're gonna have our hands full. We know that, you know, special teams-wise. Again, we're familiar with McDermott and and understand what he brings to the table. And Rainey's a very dangerous, dangerous returner. So. You know, we're going to have our hands full, but at the end of the day, we'll be prepared, we'll be ready, and then ultimately it'll be going out there and playing our best. All right, Coach, thanks for tonight. Appreciate it. Good luck to you the rest of the week and in the game on Friday. Perfect, thank you. Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. That's the coach's show for tonight. Eskimos in Toronto on Friday, 5.30 kickoff, 4 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Chid. My name is Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody.